perfect storm, you know, perfect storm of, you know, the, the inexperienced people versus Madoff. But, you know, the fact is, it wasn't just one exam. You know, there was an exam in 1992, an investigation in 1992, another exam in 2004, another exam in 2005, an investigation in 2006. So, you know, how many perfect storms can they have? To understand how Madoff got away with it, Kotz interviewed him after his arrest. Madoff was happy to talk. Bernie described one examiner in particular. Sort of acting like a tough guy and, you know, yeah, he would lean back with his hands behind his head like Lieutenant Columbo and, you know, asking these tough questions. And he wore an SEC jacket with the word enforcement emblazoned across the back. Now, he wasn't in enforcement. Enforcement is the entity that essentially sues people. He was an examiner. Um, and that he sort of acted like a jerk and was acting really tough and like a big shot, yet Madoff pointed out that while he sort of acted like a blowhard in Madoff's words, he never really asked any tough questions. So it was all a show. Madoff was able to see through it really quickly. Madoff countered with his own production. The former FBI agent we met in the last episode, door kicker Steve Garfinkel, told me about Madoff's pre-show ritual. Right behind Madoff's desk on the credenza was a giant uh, three-foot screw. He always kept it there, except when the SEC came around to do an examination, he would take it and stick it in his closet. The soft screw, actually four feet tall, is a sculpture by a renowned artist. It fetched almost $50,000 at an auction of Madoff's possessions. But the symbolism? Priceless. For Madoff, SEC examinations weren't just show. They were high stakes. If regulators pull back the curtain, the run ends. And it's not just the SEC checking behind the scenes. Big clients, banks, and hedge funds sent auditors too. When any of these watchdogs arrived, that's when the Madoff cast took to the stage. Showtime. They could say, come on, let me sh show you how you, you do a trade, the system. And somebody is at their desk typing something in. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, gather around for a live, high-tech demonstration of international trading. And then a trade confirmation gets printed out. Yes. This is how we trade with Europe at Bernard L. Madoff Investment Security. You've witnessed it here, right before your very eyes. But the ladies and gentlemen didn't see everything. The person on the other end of that trade, instead of sitting in Europe, is sitting about 30 feet down the hallway in some utility closet. Whatever challenges examiners threw at them, Madoff's crew came up with a response. Sometimes this meant thinking on your feet. Former U.S. Attorney Matthew Schwartz, the salad-eating prosecutor we met in the last episode, told me about one of the closest of the close calls, one starring Frank DePascali, Madoff's top lieutenant. DePascali testifies that he's, you know, sitting in a conference room with the auditors. They ask for uh, this, this report called a SIAC, S-I-A-C report. So picture it, a conference room full of auditors. One asks for this routine report, something a legitimate trading firm would have on the shelf. Of course, Madoff isn't a legitimate trading firm, so they don't have it. Think quick, Frank, and be cool. In front of the auditors, Frank phones the computer programmers, the duo who wanted to be paid in diamonds, 
and says, Hey, can you bring up the SIAC report? And the guy says, basically, the SIAC report, you told us we didn't need the SIAC report. Where the hell am I going to get a SIAC report? And he says, great, I'll see you in 10 minutes. <laughs> you know, and then he does, as, as he described it, a little soft chew to stall for time. Meanwhile, the team has minutes to prepare a false report and then make it appear as if it's been idling on a shelf. They're frantically putting together and printing out this report, which is, you know, it's, it's half a foot thick of this big <laughs> paper, dot matrix paper. And then it's supposed to be a report that's been lying around for a month, and instead it's hot off the presses. So first they stick it in a refrigerator that's down in the investment advisory business to cool it off, and then they literally play football with it. They're tossing it around the room to one another to make it look weathered.